0: Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family with God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances.
1: Well, friends, welcome back to the Family Huddle Podcast. It's been a couple weeks here. We took a little break as um, summer wound down, (laughs) and we took a break to kind of catch our breath and get our kids off to school, and here we are starting a new series. The
2: excitement of the fall and all that it entails. Yeah,
1: but we missed this. It's fun to get back in the studio today, although I kind of... I don't know I've laughed at we live together we're married and the difficulty we have found <laughs> in scheduling a time to yes. sit down and record is kind of laughable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> and yet here we are. So we figured it out. Absolutely. Um if you are if this is your first time listening I want to say welcome and thanks for joining us but also if you missed our last series um it was called Defining Moments. And we would love to invite you to go back and listen if you get a chance. I thought it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to sit down with some really incredible couples with very impactful stories and testimonies of what God um, has done in their life. And so, yeah. you know, if you um, find yourself maybe in a quiet home with kids doing school again, uh, really would encourage you to go back. Is there anything, Trav, from mm. that series that, I mean, there's a lot of things, but yeah. what's something that kind of stuck out for you? Well, for
2: sure, a common theme that we both recognized uh, with the couples that we interviewed was the importance and vitality of the church. Yeah. That in a time of struggle, hardship, trial, the church was there. Mm-hmm. And um, the church was able to come alongside these couples and minister to them in a time of need. And greatly help them move beyond and find a place of health in their family and in their marriage. So that for sure is a common theme. Was huge. Yeah, uh, love that.
1: Yeah, for, definitely. And I think you know the, the nitty gritty is that the church coming alongside you happens after you make the intentional choice mm-hmm. to be involved. And so, right. you know, I'm just kind of struck. Even here we are at the start of. Fall, mm-hmm. Still in a pandemic, <laughs> yeah. still like facing restrictions and stuff that maybe we don't, we may agree with, we may not. Um, and it's striking me even that I have to be very intentional to rise above the challenges yeah. of gathering and to go ahead and get myself plugged back in to join a Bible study, to come on a Wednesday with the kids, to come on Sunday if I can and um, really overcome maybe discouragement mm-hmm. or just the the challenges, I think, that this season brings. Um, and we certainly are, I don't mean that to sound like a guilt trip, like if you're not in the building, you're not getting plugged in. But I think we just have to look for ways yeah. to connect with one another. Absolutely. Because we never know when we're really going to need the community and the support of the body. And I think those testimonies um, were evident of that. So, no doubt. Anyway. No doubt. We'd encourage you to go back and catch those if you missed any of them. But today, today we're excited because this is a brand new series that we're about to launch, and we're calling it um, Sticky Faith.
2: Yes, Sticky Faith. And so I thought about this in light of the importance of the home as being an incubator for faith in a young person. And uh, this comes really biblically from Deuteronomy 6, um, 4 and following. Let me just read this real quickly as we jump into this. Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. These words which I command you today shall be on your heart. Shall teach them digitally to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. Shall write them on the doorpost of your house. And on your gates, so there's no doubt that the home plays a really critical role in the development of faith in in a young person. And so, and we think about how critical the home is in that sense. We thought about sticky faith. And the reason we thought about that is because we really desire and want to see young people not move on from the church, not move on from their faith when they get outside the home, but to retain that for their faith to be sticky in that sense. And I think according to Deuteronomy 6, 4 and following, it takes intentionality from parents Mm -hmm. to raise them to know Christ. And so I, I love the idea of talking about this because I think there are specific factors involved that uh, help kids maintain that faith, as well as there's probably factors involved that cause kids to ditch the faith and Mm -hmm. to move on. But it's our hope that this podcast today would be an encouragement to you as parents with kids that the children you're raising, that one day when they move outside of your home, they would not move on from Jesus. They would not move on from the church, but they would be rooted and established in the Lord Jesus Christ in his word. So we think this is an important conversation to have, and I hope will be a, a source of joy and help to those who are listening. Um, so with that, we did some studying. Uh, but before we get into these two studies, I think, Steph, you had some things that had come to mind in light of the Sticky Faith series, yeah, especially a psalm that you wanted to share
1: yeah. so you know, I think Deuteronomy six definitely gives us a charge as parents, right? What we're supposed to be doing, teaching, telling, um as we rise, as we <laughs> go along yeah. the way, as we um are in our homes, pretty much all the time. But it also made me think of psalm seventy eight mm. And um just this is kind of a prescriptive psalm um, that talks about the history. It's really recalling the history of the Jewish nation from slavery. Um, at this point to David's reign. And um, I love the opening, these first eight verses of Psalm 78. I'm going to read it for us. Um, This is what it says. "O my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old, what we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. We Mm -hmm. will not hide them from their children We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they, in turn, would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. They would not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious Mm -hmm. generation whose hearts were not loyal to God, whose spirits were not faithful to him. I love that psalm because we really get kind of repeatedly this um, command that we are, especially as parents, we are to teach and we are to tell Mm. the next generation about the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. That's right. And we do that. Um, so that they will trust him.
2: Yeah. So the confidence would be in the Lord yes. God.
1: Yeah. And we do it so that the faith gets passed from one generation to the next.
2: Yes. A legacy.
1: Absolutely. And so you know that is really the job of a mom and a dad. That's even just the job of an adult. Yeah. To the next generation. So, um, you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents, siblings—like we have a responsibility. Yes. To build into the next generation. Um, the truths of scripture yeah. and the character of God mm-hmm. and it also made me think you know even looking back at that defining moments series yes that's a mm-hmm. really beautiful invitation i think for us as parents to sit our children down mm-hmm. and to tell them our defining moments how god has intervened in our life yes we want to pass scripture onto them we want to show them in scripture the deeds of the lord for sure, sure but i think it's also impactful when we tell them in our own personal life how we have seen god work. Yeah. And so um anyway, i just think as we kind of talk about this sticky faith series, this isn't, you know, just something that we dreamed up like, you know, here's what you should do with your kids. Right. This comes straight from scripture. Like we are to do this. We are to spend our time while they're in our home and even when they're out of our home. Yeah. Building into them, yeah, and so you know, as you said, we we have these two studies. They're kind of contrasting studies that we're going to look at here. Um, five yeah. five ways right. uh, reasons that kids will stay in the church and retain their faith, and yep. then five things that help them walk away from it sometimes. Right. So Yeah,
2: and I agree. I think it takes a village to raise a kid today. You know, you've the church, and then you have kind of maybe extended family, aunts, uncles, grandparents, that play a very important role in helping with that faith development. But I think ground zero is is the family itself, mom and dad. Yeah. And it's interesting as we read to you these studies about – how faith becomes sticky in someone's life. As you listen to these points, uh, these factors that play that important role, think about how critical the influence of the family is. Mm -hmm. Family will show up in a lot of these. So it really gives credence to the fact that the Bible is true in light of these studies. And so let's ju- jump right into this. This was a LifeWay study, and basically the title was Why Kids Stay in Church. Here's the top five. First, they were raised in homes where they were taught the Bible. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. Two, they were discovered the proven value of church, which really is modeled by mom and dad mm-hmm. in the home. Three, there's relevant preaching. Mm-hmm. Four, there's investment from an adult outside of mom and dad at the church. That was huge. And then five, parents who are proactive and consistent in living out their faith at church and at home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, those are so interesting. Um, and it, you really see the partnership, I think, mm-hmm. in all five of those of what mom and dad do yeah. at home and with that child, and then what how they partner with the local church to yes. reinforce those things.
2: Absolutely. Four out of the five directly impacted by the influence of the family. Yep. Um, I think it goes without saying um, that is that is so important for us to understand. Yep. And uh, and so let's look at the flip side as well. And I think it's it's interesting to contrast both of these studies and how these things pan out. Again, with uh, the family playing that important role. Mm-hmm. So here is a study done by Church Plants, and it's five crucial reasons kids leave the church and the faith when they grow up. Number one, we aren't helping them find answers to the hard questions. The hard questions of life, like why does God allow bad things to happen? Um, Things like that. Mm -hmm. Number two, we're teaching kids to be good rather than teaching them to be followers of Christ. And we don't have to time to unpack these we will later Um, number three they can see behind the masks in other words um, just playing church Mm -hmm. dressing the part but not actually living it out during the week when it comes to kids seeing their parents for sure is a game changer yeah number four we're emphasizing the rules over a relationship no doubt it can be easy to get caught up in the nose of scripture and not realize God wants a relationship with us. Right. And then lastly number five, we aren't helping them develop long lasting connections in the church.
1: Yeah, I love I love this study. It's super interesting um, and it's instructive for mm-hmm. us. And we're excited about this series because we, you know, we're giving you kind of the thirty thousand foot overview right now, just reading those Correct. to you. But we're going to take some time um, as we interview some different people to really unpack um, kind of each one of these things and, and talk a little bit more in depth about it. But we thought maybe today, um, one thing we could do is just even look back in our own um, childhoods and our own. Experiences growing up, and um, I would say that both you and I, by the grace of God, yes. retained our faith. Um, not that it was always, you know, strong right out of the gate when we were "quote unquote" launched into adulthood. You mm-hmm. know, we've certainly um, wrestled with the Lord through different seasons, but right. but we did retain um, what was planted in us. That's right. And um, so, before we share that, I do think it's important here to note. You know, As humans, we love formulas, mm-hmm. and so it would be easy for us to want to just say, well, tell me what I should do so that I get the outcome I want. Yeah. And we're going to share some principles. I think these are um, supported in Scripture. No doubt. But we're not saying if we will do all these things as parents, we are guaranteed that our kids will follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we could say that. <laughs> yeah, right. but what we have to take into account is the grace of God, mm-hmm. number one, um who is, you know, he is the one who draws us, who fans the flame in us. Um, he does this work in us and in our kids, too. Yeah. And then also, you know, free will. Our kids have to choose the faith, yeah. for themselves. we We do our very best to impart to all these things and be faithful. And to model it faithfully. That's right. But they have to make that choice. They have to own that. Um, so as we share even from our growing up years, I think it would be good to just note that, you know, our parents weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but God intervened in our life. Yeah. And he's the reason that we stuck it out with him yeah. by the grace of God. And there's mystery in that. There is. You know, because I think sometimes you see in a family where mom and dad are faithful to the Lord and they they impart faith in their children, you know, multiple children, the best that they can. And some kids from the same family will choose that, and some will walk away from that. Yeah. That doesn't mean that mom and dad failed. It means that you know the Lord has a plan, mm-hmm. and that it looks different for everyone. That's and right. sometimes it takes different things for us to really fully grasp um, a love for Jesus and a surrender mm-hmm. to Him. Yeah.
2: As Paul would say, I am what I am by the grace yeah. of God. And uh, there have been factors that have been um, involved in my life in, in, in helping me come to know Christ. But sure, behind the scenes, it has been God who has been moving, intervening, and intercepting me at various moments along this journey to grow me up. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful how he's used people in my life coming you know, a little bit of my story that was shared on a previous podcast, there's some brokenness in my past when it comes to family life. And, um, but God used the church and used volunteers in particular in the church to invest in me who cared for me. I think of Philemon. Um, this is one of my favorite passages about um, <laughs> how important it is that someone else outside of mom and dad can play a critical role and our faith development. And this is found in Philemon 119. I, Paul, writing this to you in my own hand, will repay it, not to mention to you, talking to Philemon, you owe to me even your own life as well. Paul built into and invested in Philemon, Mm -hmm. and it paid off as a young man who came to faith in Christ because of the ministry of Paul. And I look at my own life, and no doubt there have been some Pauls that God has providentially placed in my life. I look back when I was a a young man, ripe age of 10 years old, and God strategically placed me in the life of Zach Stetson. He was my fifth-grade Sunday school teacher. Hmm. And he was an incredible man of God, and he was willing to go above and beyond to show us young men how much Jesus loved us by caring for us in very tangible ways. Mm-hmm. He would take us on camping trips, spend weekends with us, do whatever do whatever he needed to do to show us the love of Christ. And I remember being impacted by that because I discovered that <laughs> because he cared so much about us, I ended up coming to a place of caring to hear what he had to say when it came to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when he shared with me about the gospel, um, it stuck with me uh, because I saw someone who wasn't just saying things about the Christian life, but he was living it. Mm -hmm. To me, uh, Zach, for sure, God placed in my life for such a time as then to bring about faith uh, in my life. And I can say to you guys who are listening, without a doubt, that I am who I am, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. but also because God placed Zach in my life,
1: yeah, and you I also love what I love about your story is um he you had several Zachs mm-hmm. <laughs> but also um extended family, like you know you have you have a great family, I love your family dearly, yeah, and um you i I think What's so beautiful about your story is that, you know, sometimes we go through hard things in our homes, right? Sometimes there are seasons that are messy. Yeah. And they aren't what we thought they would be. Right. And maybe things didn't turn out the way we wish they would have. But God used um really the extended family also in your life mm-hmm. to come in and support you, your mom, um, you know, your siblings. I just think there's If you're feeling discouraged, maybe, because maybe you're looking at your life and maybe it's not the the traditional mom and dad situation, and um, maybe there's some hurt and some brokenness like you experienced as a kid, Trav, that doesn't mean that God can't do incredible things in you Mm -hmm. and in your children. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that he won't use creative ways to bring people around you and around your kids. Right. Um, to give them what they need and to build into them the things um, of God. and so mm-hmm. I think your story paints that really beautifully and and illustrates kind of this um, the part of this study that says an investment from an adult outside mom and dad yeah. at church was huge and, and you're living proof of that yeah
2: Yeah, and I literally just had breakfast with two young men who have just graduated from college and now are kind of in the adulting phase of life. And I asked them the very same question in regards to, like, what were some factors that help you maintain your faith beyond the home? And to a person, they both gave credence to this idea of an investment from someone else. One of the young men uh, just graduated from ISU, and he was part of the salt company. And basically his freshman year, he went, and uh, one of his small group leaders— Put a finger in his chest and was like, "What are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. Let's not waste it. I love that. Come be a part of what we're doing." Mm-hmm. And that made all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that investment, mm-hmm. that challenge, mm-hmm. that willingness to come alongside and and be involved in in his life um, was 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 a game changer yeah. for him in college. So um, it's so true.
1: Uh, yeah, and I think you know as parents, so we we should be. Um, Obviously, our children—the responsibility for our children—is on our shoulders. God mm-hmm. chose us to be their parents, but we should also be looking for ways to um, invite other yeah. people into the lives of our kids. So maybe it's a coach, maybe it's a youth pastor, maybe it's a small group leader, um, maybe it's a you know a relative or whatever. But I, I think you know we worry about so many things as parents, like are they in the right classes and mm-hmm. are they you know, doing the right things for their future resume and but let's not discount who's in their life. Yeah. And what can we do to facilitate that? Yes. I think even, you know, the Lord brought a, a sweet older gal into the life of our daughter mm-hmm. who's just starting middle school. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so what a blessing. Like we didn't seek it out and it just kind of came to her and and I think that was God's blessing there. But as a parent, I want to foster that. Yeah. So when this high school senior wants to have breakfast with our sixth grade daughter, yep. you better believe I'm going to give her money for that. Yeah. <laughs> or you better believe I'm willing to drive her yes. wherever, um, because I want another voice that's not mine in her life. Absolutely. So I think as parents, we've got to we've got to pray for that. If we don't have that, like ask the Lord for it mm-hmm. and see what He does. Mm-hmm. But then also do what it takes to to foster it. Yes. Um. You know, as I looked at the study, the both of them, one thing that I would say um, my parents did that I look back on and I'm just super grateful for, um, I definitely had parents who were proactive and consistent mm-hmm. in living out their faith at church and at home. Yep. Um, as a kid, I attended a Christian school. We were super involved at our church. Uh, I saw my parents on different committees. Yeah. I saw them on, in the school, on the school board. On um, My dad was a deacon at our church. My mom served on other committees there too. So I saw their involvement at church,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I knew what people thought of them at church, and I knew what people thought of them from the standpoint of school. Yep. But what I'm so thankful for is that what people thought of them outside of our home is also what I saw inside our home. Mm-hmm. So in other words, they did not live two lives. Right. They didn't pretend something so that they could have a position somewhere or that people would think something of them and then model something completely different at home. They were very consistent. And in their consistency, they were honest. Yeah. And they were very real. And so there were times that, and I look back at this and I think, I'm so grateful that they would do this. I can distinctly remember times that they would um, disagree okay. with maybe a decision that was made at our church or at our school. Sure. And, um, you know, when I grew up, it was very much the culture, especially in the Christian community, of what you could do and what you couldn't do. Mm. And there's also sometimes this underlying thing of you did not question when you were told you couldn't do something. Yeah. And um, – my parents were very gracious to, at home, let us ask the why questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when a rule was given, either like a mandated rule from the school or even just something from the church, um, we were allowed to, at our home, we were, we were taught to be respectful you know, to the authorities in our lives, yes. But in our home, they gave us the freedom to say, like, Mom, why would they say we couldn't do that? And, and my mom and dad would both um, take the time to really explain maybe where the rule originated from yep. um, if we saw it supported in Scripture and then kind of tell us as a family, like, listen, we may not agree with this. We're going to abide by it for this reason. Mm-hmm. But we want you to know we don't see that supported in Scripture, you know whatever it might have been. Yeah. And I always appreciated that because um, I felt like I could ask them things, number one. But I also felt like they um, were—they themselves were diligent to go back to the Word, and to make sure that this was something, um, you know, that was supported in Scripture, that was wise, Mm. that was important in the grand Mm -hmm. scheme of of life and faith. Um, Or maybe it wasn't, and maybe it was just a silly rule. And um, again, they didn't, you know, tell us like, "Yeah, you can go tell your teacher you're not doing that." Like we weren't given the license to do that. But if it was something that they really needed to go to bat for, then they themselves would do that. Yeah. And they would go not just like mad, but with like scripture to back it up and with like some time behind it and some prayer behind it. And so I always felt like they were, their faith was honest. They came by it honestly. Mm. And I saw them wrestle through things. Mm-hmm. And we had hard things in our family, my extended family, especially like just sad things that happened. Yeah. Um particularly in my mom um and so i saw her wrestle through very difficult things Mm. and have to to make peace with some things you we will understand in the side of heaven and sometimes you know some things we will not and i i just appreciated that and it taught me as an adult now to not panic when life doesn't go my way yeah but to take it to the lord to Mm. look in scripture um or when I don't agree with something, to not just um, disrespectfully dismiss it, yeah. but to really seek the Lord in it. And and at times, you know, that might require like complying because it's the right thing to do. Mm. And at times, it might require a conversation in which we say, you know, I'm not sure. I feel like this is um, something from the Lord. And so anyway, I just appreciated that it was. It definitely wasn't two messages that we got growing up. This is how you act at church. This is how you act at home. It was very much like integrated and honest. That's right. And not perfect. Don't, you know, don't hear me there. But Mm. um, I don't know. I just, I appreciated the honesty.
2: I think, you know, have a place that's safe where you can wrestle through the hard things of life, those questions that come up where, you know, the world or the church even is telling us one thing and we need to test that. In the scriptures, in it being a safe place where we can do that. I think wrestling is such an important part of of growing in our faith. It's almost kind of like that caterpillar before it becomes a butterfly. It, it, it's got to go into the cocoon. It's got to have that stage of development. And I think the wrestling for for young people uh, and really checking things in the word of God helps them grow uh, exponentially and prepares them to have a faith that will stay with them beyond the home because they've worked this thing out. Yeah. They've struggled in it. They've, 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 they've fought through the hard parts of life and those questions that they really have just been, uh, you know, agonizing over and yet coming to the scriptures and allowing God to, to wash over their minds with the word and allowing their hearts to be just infiltrated by the love of Christ, uh, can move them to a place where their faith really becomes their own because yeah. they've had that season of wrestling through all of those things in yeah. the home, being that place where it happens.
1: Because in the end, the anchor holds. Mm-hmm. So we may not ever, we're not ever going to get all the answers that we want in life. Yeah. And I think, you know, as kids, at some point, you have to kind of embrace the mystery of that. Yep. That um, we won't always know why God chooses something or allows something or doesn't. Mm-hmm. But in the end, in every single circumstance, um, the faith has held. Yes. And God has remained steady, yeah, and He has given peace, and He has given exactly what we needed in every circumstance. Mm. And you know, you you go through so many things in life and you begin building this history with yeah. the Lord, which is again speaks to psalm seventy eight We've got to be faithful to share that with our kids yeah. and with the next generation. Yep. like here has this is exactly how I have seen God mm. work, how I've seen him correct me, how I've seen him teach. This is where I have um, watched him intervene, yep. and it has built faith into me when I didn't have it yeah. my, on my own, right? And so um, anyway, yeah, I and think—
2: I, And I love how, as we've been talking about this, some themes that have d- been developed. One, you see the importance of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Two, you see the importance of the community of, of, of the church. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, three, you see the importance of the family. And as we kind of close out today, as we've been talking, um, we're going to be offering to you families out there who are listening, parents in particular, a parenting class. And um, we thought this would be important because, as Troy mentioned in his sermon, um, the world is going to try to indoctrinate us in a way that um, will cause us to think um, Mm anti-biblical in ways that are antithetical to the clear teachings of God's word and therefore it is so important that we are rooted and grounded in God's word so we're not carried away by every wind of n- and the gospel yep. the gospel is such an important reinforcement to our life it is not just the springboard by which we jump into life it is the pool itself mm-hmm. and we go deeper into the gospel how much we need the gospel to inform us and instruct us on family matters yep. like parenting so we're excited. We want to invite you to join us. It's going to be starting literally. <laughs> you're going to be hearing this next week, but we're starting on um January th- January, <laughs> September 13th. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead to next year. Oh, it's starting is, this Sunday. Time in which is actually going to be the 13th. Uh, when you guys hear this, it'll be next week. But you can jump in and join us at any time. Yep. You don't have to, you know, feel like, oh, I missed the first week. I can't join. You absolutely can. Yep. And we'd love to have you. We're going to be covering. It. I'll go ahead and let Steph, do the intro on this, but we're covering a great book.
1: Yeah, so we're we're gonna read a book together this fall. Um, it's called it's by Paul Tripp, Paul David Tripp. He is um, a pastor, author, teacher, and he has written a book called "Parenting: 14 Gospel Principles That Can Radically Change Your Family." Mm-hmm. And so, just like Trev said, we really want to be um, intentional about the books we read and and um, what we talk about. And we love that this one is so gospel-saturated. And so we're going to go through these um, different chapters and and just spend some time, I think, as um, families and as parents, not only being taught, like learning and gleaning from um, some insights from this book and from the Word, of course, but yeah. also just supporting one another. And so mm-hmm. that will look like us praying together and listening to each other and just kind of showing up for each other um, as we go through this. So, you know, I also think for those of you that are not able to be out yet and come back, uh, we hope this podcast serves some as a form of community for you too.
2: Yeah. And we're going to provide this um, parenting content. Both the videos that Paul Tripp does for this book, as well as the questions that we're going to cover, we're going to have that all available online. So if you don't feel safe coming back to church just yet, that's okay. Yep. You can still plug in, still be connected, still be equipped as a parent. And uh, so we're thinking of you in in that sense as well.
1: Yeah. And you can, um, I'm sure we'll do some stuff on probably our social media accounts as we go through this too, where you can interact with us there. Yeah. And we can talk about some of this stuff. So. Yeah, well, I think it's time for us to start wrapping up today. Mm. Um, But we hope that maybe we have just set the stage a little bit. um, What the whistle, what your whistle for what's to come? um, Because we think this is going to be a really great series. And we're excited about some of the people we're going to be chatting with to really dive into some of these um, reasons kids retain their faith and maybe walk away from the faith um, in the coming weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're so thankful for each one of you uh, that's listened today. And um, let's pray together. Yeah. Jesus, thank you so much for um, your grace upon us. For it is by grace we have been saved through faith not ourselves as the gift of God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, and that grace that has been extended to us has not been without effect. It's affected us. It's gotten down into us and changed us from the inside out and so thank you for the gift of salvation and an opportunity um, as, uh, as parents, uh, as a family, to really help others in this journey that can be, it can be hard for a lot of different reasons. Um, thank you for the encouragement that can come from the scriptures, as well as the community that is provided through the body of Christ, that will come together and be better for it. So Jesus, I, I pray for all these families and um, all the various situations and dynamics these families find themselves in. They would continue to turn to Christ and find an abiding strength and hope that extends beyond anything that this world can provide. It, becomes, it comes from the provision of Christ himself. So thank you so much for each one of these families. And God, we just, your richest blessings upon them. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. We will see you
0: next time. Bye-bye. And that is all we have for the Family Huddle today. Thank you again for spending a little bit of your time with us. We're so excited to be back after our few-week break, and we're so excited to be jumping into this new series. I hope that you are encouraged. Um, I feel like Travis and Stephanie shared so much practical wisdom today, whether you're a parent trying to think through um, what are some really intentional, um, yeah, practical gospel focused ways that I can be disciplining and discipling um, and working with my kids. What can that look like in my home? Or if you are, like they mentioned, maybe an aunt or an uncle or a small group leader, Um, don't feel discouraged. Um, You have such an amazing and unique and God-given role in the lives of students and children. Um, So please be encouraged. Uh, As a community and as a church, we really do all need each other and God so graciously placed us in a church family. So as we think through this fall, that means there's a spot for you to serve or a spot for you to get plugged in and built into um, whatever that looks like for you. So Uh, If you head to grace.church, you can find information on all of the classes and serving opportunities offered, um, as well as the parenting class that Travis and Steph highlighted. We are posting things digitally as well. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Church Family Ministries. We try to make it nice and easy. And then, yeah, the content will also be on the Family Ministries page of the website, which that is grace.church. So thank you again. Um, We hope that you will continue to tune in and join us each week. Um, If you can take a couple minutes, share this episode, like our posts, leave a review. Um, It makes it way easier for us to be found, the way all those algorithms work um, on the different streaming platforms. Um, And just, too, if you're encouraged, we hope that you will be able to and willing to share this with others. So thanks again for joining us and we will see you again soon.